Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me as always on this Tuesday evening is Emmanuel Penglis. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I am well. How are you going? Good. I am I am very well, especially after my team's performance on the weekend. Uh, one thing, Emmanuel, that I'm happy to say is that there was no drama in rugby league this week and therefore we get to talk about all football. Yeah, well, there's enough drama on the field. Um, congrats on the big win. As someone uh, aptly put it, there was one point scored in that game for every million dollars the Tigers have spent on their centre of excellence. <laughs> incredible. That is mm-hmm. that is incredible. Yeah, we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, just out of that game, though, uh, there was obviously the big issue that came out of that game was James Tamar getting sent off. Uh, he hasn't got a club for next year. Two games left in the season. Everyone thought that he might be suspended for the last two games for telling referee Ben Cummins that he is bleeping incompetent um, after some pre- some prior back chat. And then he got Sinbin. Now, uh, we've just heard from the judiciary that he's only going to get a one-week suspension and will be free to play the final round of the season. Yeah. So apparently the judiciary just went on with it um, because they got James Tamo confused with Trent Robinson's usual treatment of Ben Cummins. And uh, so for that, um, James Tamo was completely exonerated. No, um, in all seriousness, though, he has successfully downgraded. I'm mixed on this, Mike. I get the whole good guy thing. It it, it should have been, um, you know, it's his, it could be his last game. But it, it, does that make it right? I don't know. We, we Three weeks ago, we were all up in arms about Brandon Smith and he missed those games and, and it, you know, we have to come down harshly. And, and, and now this and in light of everything in the last couple of weeks about mental health and well-being of players and coaches and officials, is this really the right the right approach? Uh, I'm not so sure. Um, I, 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 yeah. Look, I think I think the difference is that Brandon Smith called the referee a cheat, and I think that questions the referee's character and integrity. Whereas this is just saying the referees making a uh, is having a bad game and making bad calls rather than favoring one side over the other i think that's where the downgrade came in uh, that and that's why the the two cases aren't exactly comparable uh look uh whatever he's it's going to be the end of his career i get it they gave him a bit of leniency he's a good guy he hasn't had too many priors and you know, this could be, this probably will be his last game in the NRL. So, I, whatever. It's the Tigers. Uh, we're about to talk about all seven teams that are below the Raiders briefly. And honestly, who cares who they put out in the paddock? I don't, I, I'm over it. 
Yeah. I get I get there might be future implications. I get that, but whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean if you're the Raiders and James Thomas scores the match winning try in the round twenty six game or the round twenty five game, you're gonna get if the Raiders lose to the Tigers, they don't deserve to be in the eight. That's very true, Michael. That's very true. <laughs> uh okay, so these se- the seven teams below the Raiders. So at the moment there are only nine teams who can make the finals. There's two rounds left. Those seven teams are the Dragons, Manly, Bulldogs, Knights, Tigers, Titans, Warriors. I think that's all of them. Uh, We're not going to talk about them other than the preview of the games uh, for the rest of the regular season. Uh, We might give a, you know, quick uh, recap on their seasons uh, in the first week of the play in the finals, just because there's a bit more time and there's less games to talk about. But other than that, you won't hear about these teams, even if, you know, Ben Hunt decides that he doesn't want to be low-balled by the Dragons. We're done. That is it. Those teams, if you, if you, I'm sorry if you support them, but at the moment, they're not worth talking about. Yeah. And fair enough. Um, yeah, so look, the rest of the top eight, there's some, so this week, uh, with the exception of Penrith and Cronulla, the rest of the top eight t- plays each other. A lot of these are crucial in securing top eight spots as well. Um, given there is still a mathematical possibility that Canberra could make it. Um, incredibly, Souths and the Roosters, despite all the talk about them uh, and how they've, they've set the competition alight, uh, the Roosters won six in a row, Souths have won um, six of their last eight. Um, there, there's a lot of chatter about how either side could also drop out um, of the top eight. A really interesting one, Mike, is uh, Cronulla, whose next two games are both against um bottom seven, as we're now calling them, sides, bottom seven sides. Uh, and the incredible stat you sent to me today about the, the softness of Cronulla's draw, uh, it's been very, very um, easy going for them. And it's been very easy going for the Cowboys in the sense that they've hardly had to travel away from Townsville. So They also uh, had a fairly easy draw as well. Like the, yeah. It wasn't too dissimilar to Cronulla. And, the you know, the questions have been raised about the Cowboys and the Sharks about whether they can actually, you know, when they have come up against the good teams, have they won? The Cowboys are going to have a really good test this week against you guys uh, coming down to Sydney um, on the eve of, you know, a couple of weeks out from the finals. This is a really good test to see what type of calibre this team actually is. I'm still unsold on them. Uh, we Roosters have beaten them twice this year. Uh, but you talk, there are some very critical games this week. And you start, you talk about Canberra's ability to still make the eight. Uh, for that to happen, the Broncos, Roosters, or well, either the Broncos, Roosters, or South Sydney would need to lose both of their next two games. And, drag, and the Raiders would need to win both of their two games for them to make the eight. Yeah, well, South and the Roosters, one of them is going to lose a game. Because yeah. they're playing each other exactly, um, and and I think this is the this is the big thing for both clubs. And I'm, I actually think both clubs are going to win this weekend because they're so paranoid about the following week as well. You do not want to be going into that round twenty five game <laughs> having not won, Michael. If I, I'm, I if if I yeah, if I have to sit there and know that South could be the reason why my team don't make the finals, it would it's going to drive. It, I'm going to be paranoid and nervous. I can't imagine what the players are going to be feeling. So, yeah, it's it's both. I think a lot of the pressure comes off both these teams if they do get a win this week. Uh, 
But again, like not easy teams. They're versing third and fourth in Storm and Cowboys. It's, you know, we have to go to Melbourne. So it's it's no easy feat. Absolutely not easy. And it's no guarantee. The Broncos have the Eels in Brisbane. And then they verse the Dragons, I think, in Brisbane as well. Is it not? Or is no, it? It's no, here? I think it's, it's at... Um... It's at uh, Cobra. Ah, okay. So Brisbane play away in their final game of the season. And look, Dragons, that that competition, that that's always been an interesting battle of those two teams. Um, I think Broncos lose this week. I thought that they had Patrick Harrigan back this week, but he's still got one more week left on the sidelines uh, following that suspension. Uh, I think they lose this week to Parramatta. It just depends if they can beat the Broncos. They've got the worst for and against at the moment. Um, so yeah, they're sitting in eighth currently. Yeah. And look, Canberra's for and against. Yeah. Brisbane's for and against is, is low. Um, and Canberra's is not great, but if they win both games by 20 points or something like that, then they're, you know. And Brisbane cop a big loss to Parramatta. Like, you know, there was, we, we saw, we spoke about last week, very, uh, this weekend, very briefly, there was, a lot of blowouts. And another stat that I sent you was it was the most points ever in an eight-game round in the last 20 years. It was an insane amount of points, 466, I think, average of 60-something points a game. It was ridiculous. Sorry, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, 60, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And 50, like, 58, blow, something like that. Blow, blowouts aside, um, I thought the quality of the the South's Penrith game was actually incredible. It was a great intensity contest. Um, one of the things, Mike, that I mentioned to you that it drives me crazy is you look at some teams and how they just go so well against others and and not against others. So Souths have had the wood over Parramatta the last few years, and in the same period of time that Souths have absolutely struggled against Penrith. And you saw it the other night. I think Penrith had something like 11 of 12 sets in a row. Uh, and whenever Souths got down there, you know, even like the grand final, they managed to they managed to score and break Penrith's defence, but they just could not ice the game. And, and it's the same situation as the grand final. And whereas someone like Penrith, I think, has so much success against Souths but struggles against Parramatta. And I think the other night we also saw that Brisbane constantly fall at the hands of the storm. So um, it, this also comes into it. And I think psychologically, Parramatta will go into the finals knowing that they can get over the top of Penrith and New Melbourne because they've done it before. Yeah, and this is this is the thing. It's, it's that finals experience and knowing when to be able to, you know, start ramping up. And Souths have done a very good job the last few years of, Starting slow and building up and building up and getting better as the season goes on. The Roosters have done that this year, obviously. Penrith have that experience of playing finals football deep into going into the grand final the last two years. They know they have the pedigree to win a win a championship. Melbourne, we obviously know they've done it multiple times. And that's what's what worries me about teams like the Cowboys and the Sharks and the Broncos as well. I know Adam Reynolds has done it. But this team, this Broncos team, is most of them have never experienced final football, and you can see the fatigue setting in the long seasons. It's catching up to the Broncos, and I think that's a big part of why they've struggled the last few weeks. And I just think that 
during the middle part of the season, they were they looked great, but when it comes down to it in crunch time, they they just haven't got the experience yet to you know bring them bring them up, up to the top level of uh, performance that you need in finals time. And well, I think they're a real good chance of missing the eight, which is surprising because a few weeks ago we both said that they're quite possibly the second best team in the comp, and then they went and lost to the Tigers. And you know they've just they've, they've struggled, and yeah, I, I I can see them very light, very good chance of dropping out of the eight. And this season that looks so had so much potential could come crashing down. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Thursday night, should we get into it, Mike? Yep, let's get into it. Thursday night, Brisbane host Parramatta. Um, big game this one. As Mike has mentioned, so Capewell's been named to play despite hurting his ankle against the Storm. Brenko Lee's back on deck after recovering from a hamstring injury. So Hota goes to 18th man. Um, Hota, I saw today, has also been nominated as a Ken Stephen medalist. So uh, congrats to him. And for the Eels, uh, no changes to the starting side, but Makatoa and Arthur have been added to the bench in place of Bryce Cartwright and Ogden. This game, Mike... This game is one that Parrot is expected to win. They had a really solid win last week against Canterbury. All the trick shots uh, at Combank Stadium, the halves were on fire. The spine was on fire. Um, so how much? How much of me it, worried? How much of it though was just a Bulldogs team that has nothing to play for and it just weren't up for the contest? I like I, the Bulldogs were bad. Look, to score forty points, you have to be play. You have to play pretty well. Uh, so I, I'm I'm siding with the Eels here. Like I said, I think that what Patrick Harrigan gives them in the middle is so important, and they've really missed out the last couple of weeks. Uh, but you got to remember, a few weeks ago, I think it was about, it was only about three four weeks ago, the Broncos beat Parramatta um, at yeah. Combank Stadium. Or oh, what's it called now? Is it Combank Stadium? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Combank Stadium. They beat them there a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, when it wasn't really close. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm I'm still going to lean Parramatta. I think that they get this done. They know the pressure on them, and I know we talk about when the pressure gets to Parramatta, they lose. But you know they've they've shown up in big games, and I think they can beat this Broncos team. Yep. Um, okay. Friday night at six p.m. The Panthers host the Warriors. They will be presented with the minor premiership after wrapping it up last week, um, which is. Uh, exciting for them. That's the second in three years. Um, Jerome Luai returns a week ahead of schedule from a knee injury, and Fisher Harris is back from suspension. Jamin Salmon goes out of the squad. Matty Eisenhuth moves to the bench, and Jamin Hopwood to the reserves. And Scott Sorensen remains sidelined with a calf for the Warriors. Chanel Harris Tavita returns from a knee injury and takes over at five eight from Arcee. While Josh Curran moves into the second row in place of Murchie. The new man on the bench is Louie. Um, Ma'a Tonga, um, Ben Murdoch-Masilla has been named on the bench to return from the elbow injury that has kept him out since round 14, and you and Aitken will miss the game for personal reasons. Mike, you know they talk about a tough run into the finals, so you're absolutely primed. I don't know who thought that the Warriors needed to play the Cowboys and then the Panthers in the 
second and third last rounds of the season. That was not in my idea of a tough draw to have you primed for the finals. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I, the, I think the big surprise here is Jerome Luai's comeback. Everyone thought he wouldn't be ready till round uh, the first round of the finals. Um, I think this is just a game to get him some, you know, he's been off for four or five weeks, get him some match fitness, get him to run around. He'll probably get pulled early um, if they're up big. And then I expect that next week against the Cowboys, Penrith will rest a lot of players, having already locked up the minor premiership. Um, just quickly, the minor premiership uh, in the last 10, 10 seasons only been won by three teams, which is ridiculous. That is, that is a ridiculous, ridiculous stat. It just shows the divide between the top and the bottom competition at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Friday night, big game. Storm hosts the Roosters at Amy Park. Felice Kafusi returns from personal leave. Kamikamika shifts back to the bench. Xavier Coates will be monitored after suffering a head knock against the Broncos. Seve is listed amongst the reserves as he works his way back from a hamstring injury, while Wishart won't play until the finals due to an ankle injury. For the Roosters... Lindsay Collins and Taukeaho make their returns via the bench in a timely boost for the Roosters ahead of the finals. Terrell May and Gildart are the men to make may, make way. And Paul Momorowski's back in the centres after missing the Tigers game. So Drew Hutchinson goes to 18th man. Mike, are you expecting some changes before kickoff? Absolutely not, I think. Oh, look, the props might rotate a little bit and one of them might start, one of them might not. But I think that this middle rotation that the Roosters have this week is incredible. Jared, Matt Lodge, who has been, honestly, we've had him for five weeks and I've spoken about Matt Lodge a lot on this podcast, but he's been so good for what the Roosters needed in this in this run home. And then Takiaho, who is a, a you know representative level prop, Lindsay Collins, origin level prop, Man, this forward rotation is strong. That bench is exceptional. I'm loving what the Roosters are doing at the moment and everything's clicking. And if you remember at the very start of the season, Emmanuel, I had one thing that was going to hold the Roosters back and it was their goal kicking. And on the weekend, Sam Walker kicked 12 of 12, one of only six players in NRL history to ever do that. Uh, He's kicking at 78% this season, which is... um, incredible improvement on his 56% last season. Uh, So that is not an issue for us anymore. I'm tipping the Roosters. I think we get this done. Yeah. Uh, Also, also both teams scored 60-plus last week. Yeah. Uh, First time that two teams have scored over 60 since 19, in the same round since 1935. And it's the first time, and both these teams have also, both teams did this this season as well, only two teams to ever score 70 points in a season. Uh, Last time that was done was also 1935. So just ridiculous amount of points, both of these teams this season. Yeah. The incredible thing about 1935 uh, was the tries were only three points. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, another another stat about Melbourne. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. so in the history of the NRL, uh, the most 50-point games is held by the Roosters, who currently have 36. That includes this week that they just had. Uh, the Roosters have been around since 1908. Melbourne have been around since 1998. They are second with 33. 
games of 50 points or more. What a run. 20 years of just dominance by Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish Latrell would practice his goal kicking because that ended up being the difference on last Thursday night. Um, but anyway, okay, big game. Saturday afternoon, GAO Stadium, Canberra host Manly, uh, who we're not going to talk about, but by not talking about them, that pretty much says everything about the team that was on that charge last year. Uh, for the Raiders, Ricky has named the same 17 that came from the clouds down um Claim from the clouds to down the Knights on Sunday. And for Manly, um, Vega has been named to debut on the wing, taking the place of Smalley in the pack. Andrew Davey comes into the um, at second row and Ethan Bullimore drops to 18th man, while Sipley is named to start with T'Pau on the bench. The green machine, Mike. Yeah. Look, they made it tough for themselves on the weekend. They went down, I think it was 22-8 at halftime. Uh, they really... <laughs> They pull out all the stops to get back in the second half, which is which shows a lot of uh, character. We've seen Canberra blow leads before, but to come back, that's good signs from them. Um, Manly's only try last week was against the run of play, similar to the Tigers. Uh, they had no points in them otherwise. It's just yeah, one like I said last last week when uh, Raiders versus the Knights, one team has everything to play for, one team has nothing to play for. You have to think the Raiders win this, and the divide in Manly at the moment. I just can't, I can't get over that. So, yeah, Raiders, Raiders will keep their finals hope alive. Yeah. Okay. Saturday afternoon, Cronulla host Canterbury in a prime uh, warm up for the finals of Cronulla. Um, Talakai is back from a shoulder injury, and Connor Tracy's out after suffering his second concussion of the season against Manly. Wilton returns on the bench after missing round 23 due to illness. So Braden Trindle goes to 18th man. Uh, Andrew Fafita Mike, Mike named um, announced today that he would be wrapping up with Cronulla at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually going to be playing his last home game for the Sharks. Uh, I heard tonight on Fox that um, as a tribute, Craig Fitzgibbon offered him a starting spot for this weekend's game, but he turned it down, um, which shows a lot of maturity for the the player that's, you know, had some controversy in him over the years. Yeah, uh, he has. But this season, he's actually been quite consistently good for them. He's been excellent off the bench as an impact player. We've seen some of those runs that you used to see out of him. Obviously, his legs aren't what they were back in that 2016 season. But what he's provided for them off the bench has been uh, immense this season, and he's been a, a very important contributor to this team. And you know, we you, you just remember that 2016 grand final, Michael Ellis for feeder for feeder. You know, he's just he, he was an important member of this club, and he will be remembered as a club legend. So yeah, good to see him getting uh, continuing to play in form, and you know, hopefully they can have a deep finals run for him. Yeah, Cronulla, Cronulla. <laughs> Saturday night, Souths host the Cowboys at ANZ State. Oh, sorry, Accor Stadium. Uh, Jackson Paulo, who had a very difficult week last week, uh, and a follow-up period on social media has been admitted from the game. Um, and Isaac Thompson will take his place. 
Uh, Tom Burgess returns after three games out with a groin injury. So Sele moves into the starting side and Daniel, Daniel Saluka Fafita drops out. Cody Nicarima's uh, named to return from a hamstring injury on the bench. And so Tane Milne goes to the reserves. Um, another in is Jed Cartwright, who I thought was fantastic before he got injured. So uh, interested to see what will happen there. And for the Cowboys, Drinkwater moves to replace uh, Tom Dearden, uh, who had surgery during the week. Uh, Worst, to... just the most painful injury yeah. ever. I just yeah. every time I hear it, I cringe. I know. Rupture testicle. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Poor Even the guy. word rupture just <laughs> doesn't. Poor um, guy. <laughs> and the hammer, the hammer is the new fullback, and Tom Gilbert joins the bench. Mike, you're going to tip Souths. I am going to tip Souths. I think Souths get this done at home. I think Dearden's a big loss for. Uh, the Cowboys. Uh, is Cam Murray healthy, though? That's an excellent question, Mike. I, 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 I don't, don't know. Yeah, I, before, he played less minutes than he normally does last week, didn't have the impact that he normally does, and I'm a little concerned that he's carrying something. Maybe it was a one-week thing. Maybe he just got knocked hard and just, you know, had the win taken out. I, I don't know, but he didn't look like himself last week, and you need him to be his best if you're going to have a, a push to the finals. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's why um, Jed Cartwright's been moved to the bench uh, and Murray's not going to play and then maybe Arrow will go to 13. But I do hope he plays. I just thought it was it was so unusual given how they played against Parramatta that the following week uh, mm-hmm. there was just this absolute bizarre sort of completely different game plan against Penrith where Murray and Cook hardly ran, but yeah. probably the nature of the game as well. So yeah, um, big game uh, Saturday night. I just, uh, again, and I, I keep saying this, every team knows that Souths are going left. Every team knows it, and it still can't be stopped. Latre- some of Latrell's passes on the weekend, that offload to, was it Walker? who scored the try, that Latrell yeah. out of absolutely nothing, yeah. just popped the ball around the side. It was just – Latrell's passing has been magnificent this season and some things that no one else can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m., the Tigers host the Dragons at Combank Stadium. Uh, Ghana, Mamalo, um, and Seifarth and Tamo are all out. Palga comes in on the wing while Freeburn will start in the second row. Joe Offengawi moves from lock to prop. Fumanu Brown goes to lock and Simkin is the new hooker. Little and debutant Kautoga are the new faces on the bench. Luke Brooks remains sideline with a calf injury. And for the Dragons, uh, Jack Bird moves from lock to center to replace the suspended Moses Embai. Uh, so Jack DeBellin goes to number 13 and Aaron Wood comes in to start at prop. Molo and McCulloch are also out. Sullivan comes into the starting side at hooker after an impressive showing against the Titans, while Fumayono, Fumayono Hunt, Jaden Hunt, uh, Jackson Ford and Tyrrell Sloan make up the new-look interchange bench. But the only thing important about this game is that if Ben Hunt has a big game, he'll probably get three Dalian points, and he is actually at the moment the betting favourite to win the Dalian medal in a team that's going to finish 10th. So let's leave that debate till after the season. Uh, Dragons. Yeah. 
The only one I'm thinking might challenge Mike is Munster because Cleary's uh, out, Turbo's I think out. Hines, Edwards, and Tedesco, I think, are the next three. All, fit, all all on high points when voting went blind. Just, yeah. They're, they're, they're the names that I'm looking out for. Okay. Yeah. Titans host the Knights at 4 p.m. on Sunday. What a shame that um, the Sunday games have no bearing on the eight. Uh, Phil Sami has been named and will go through concussion protocols after he failed his HIA against the Dragons. Herbert is out, replaced in the centre um, in center by Brian Kelly, who returns from his own knee injury. Joliffe has been promoted to the starting side at prop. Haas uh, joins the bench for his NRL debut, and Jared Wallace goes to the reserves. For the Knights, Frizzell and Saifidi are both back on deck. So Matt Croker and Jacob Saifidi revert to the bench. Um, Tuala is listed among the reserves after he played New South Wales Cup last weekend, but Bradman Best is out with a hamstring injury that forced him to miss that match. Mitch Barnett remains sideline with a thumb injury. Uh, I think the Titans conceded four tries when Dragons had 12 men last month, which is a awful effort. I'm actually going to tip the Knights in this one. I just I thought the Titans were better. They weren't. And, yeah, just honestly, I, I don't care about this game and I'm not going to win the tipping ladder. Long gone. I tipped Titans last week to beat the Dragons and that was definitely the last nail in the coffin for me. I'm going to tip the Knights. Okay, there you have it. So running yeah. through my, Michael's tips. Mike's gone Parramatta, Penrith, the Roosters, the Raiders, Sharks, the Rabbitohs, the Dragons, and the Knights. Yep, that's it. Now uh, NRLW kicked off on the weekend as well, Emmanuel. Yeah. Uh, and I told you that uh, the Newcastle Knights were my smoky. And 17-year-old Jesse Southwell, uh, Newcastle finally have a number seven to look up to. Yeah. They've waited 30 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, other results, the Roosters uh, had a big win against Parramatta to kick off their, uh, you know, their premiership campaign again uh, after winning last year, 38-18, to 18, I believe it was. Uh, the Knights actually beat the Broncos, who, you know, no easy feat. Broncos won the last three years before that. And the Dragons beat the Titans. Uh, this week, the Roosters versus the Broncos at uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. That'll be a really good game. Um, and then two games on Sunday, Eels versus Dragons at 12 o'clock and at... Uh, six o'clock on Sunday night, Knights versus the Titans. I think there's four genuinely uh, genuine contenders this year in Knights, uh, Knights, Dragons, Broncos, and Roosters. Yeah, um, that is incredible about uh, Jesse Southwell. Um, I, because I was just thinking that I, I didn't realize you also need an, an age exemption in the um, women's comp as well. Yeah, which which she got in. Um, uh, earlier in the month, but born in two thousand and five, Mike. Does that make you feel old? Yes, I feel. Yeah. I, was, I was starting high school at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, as were, as were you. Uh, unfortunately for her sister, though Hannah Southwell, who was awesome for the Roosters last year, she ruptured her ACL and will miss the rest of the season. Obviously, big loss for the Knights. She is one of the best forwards in the game. 
Um, so bit of a mixed night for Jess, uh, Jesse in terms of emotions. But yeah, this Knights team is is a strong team. Millie Boyle, obviously excellent. Isabel Kelly was phenomenal for the Roosters as our new captain. And Samantha Brandon coming back off uh, pregnancy was awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, a nice break to have some competitive matches, um, especially given the quality of some of the, the men's games. Uh, yeah. Look, this is like, honestly, these are these games on Sunday are going to be better than the two games that the NRL is putting on. So if you want to watch two games of football, I'd probably tune into uh, the NRLW over the NRL. Which yeah. is an indictment on the NRL, but also praise of the NRLW and how elite the competition has become. Yeah, exactly. And Mike, just um, in wrapping things up, are we talking to each other next week or what? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to. It depends how these the results yeah. play out this week. Yeah, TBC. Um. <laughs> If we'll we both it. win, maybe we'll podcast. Yeah, look, <laughs> I haven't thought. Uh, yeah, we're going to be sitting next to each other at the game, which will be fun. Uh, we might live stream something just to, so, so you can, everyone can see the pain on our faces as our teams embark on hell. Um. <laughs> so everyone can see how entertaining it is to watch me watch the football. Uh, it's one of one of the best sites in the world. <laughs> yeah, next week. I, I don't know if I'm prepared for the stress that I'm about to feel next week, but yeah, uh, let's. Yeah, uh, we'll, thankfully we'll, we'll, this stadium has all these new facilities, like the spa and the sauna, because I'm going to need it for like two hours before <laughs> kickoff, and possibly yeah. three weeks after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll leave it there, Emmanuel. Um, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, like us on all platforms. Reach to us, reach out to us on socials if you have any any tell us any complaints. Uh, if you're a bottom seven team and you're pissed off that we're not talking about you, too bad. We actually don't want to hear about that, um, especially you, Dragons fans. And we'll oh. leave it. At, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? <laughs>